Talking Heads. What the hell is an NFT? Hosted by Ben and Phil starts now. Good evening, good evening, and happy day before Thanksgiving Eve. It's Phil Fabaka, new location, same Phil. And you get to see the best beard in NFTs, Mr. Squirtle. How are you this evening? Appreciate the compliment. Doing well. Yeah, dude. I just, every day I wake up thinking, how can I make my beard look as good as Squirtle's? And then I cut it like a week ago. And everyone was like, dude, it's November. You're not supposed to shave. Because I like don't shave ever. Like, I just always have like a sort of a beard. Sure, sure, and sure. Like, sure. You shaved one weekend in November. I was like, honestly, in NFTs, I don't even know what month it is. Like, swear to God, I don't even know what month it is. I forgot it was November. It's like the one time I shaved the entire year is November. I'm doing dude, the opposite. The, uh, it's the mountain air out here. It's all it is. It's, That's it's snowing right, out, dude. mountain air, like beards just coming. That's, That's right. You get that extra flavor, that extra length in the beard, my friend. Uh, so lots to talk about. Very ex- excited about the crew we have in this evening to talk about animated series. We're all about that as uh, you know, big players and part of the team of the Deadheads NFT. And so we'll pick the brain. Uh, of two of the dudes uh, from the Roads to Rome show. They've got a full pilot episode out right now on YouTube. I will play one little mashup snippet. They ha- it had me actually laughing uh, from their Twitter, and I am not, that's no cap. As the kids would say, I was actually laughing at the very end of their little 30-second uh, teaser, but the, the entire episode is out now. Check it out. They've got other episodes in development, and so I can't wait. Um, to talk animated series because we have a big heart for that and we love that. And, uh, and so, you know, as I asked Squirtle last minute, cause that's kind of how I roll sometimes. And he graciously accepted to help co-host. Uh, did you do a little digging on the roads to Rome team or the show, or do you have great questions ready for animated series goers and creators? I watched the teaser uh, of the full episode. I look forward to seeing more. Look forward to seeing like their approach, how they went about doing it, uh, like their approach to act, the actual like animation process and everything. Like I, I, yeah, ton of questions. We'll have a million questions, and obviously, um, if you're sitting in here and watching, you can fire away questions. We are all about that. It helps drive the conversation. Um, you can send them in the comments. If you follow any of us on Twitter, or if you're in a Discord and you want to DM us a question instead, that's cool as well. Uh, and just a reminder, this will be recorded and created a, as a podcast so that if you want to come back and listen to the team and remind yourself the information, you can listen to that. Or you can always go to Twitch or YouTube live and play it back, which is cool. You can see the video. You can see my absolute uh, swanky setup this evening. I'm officially moved into the guest bedroom, which will now be a office and guest bedroom as we get ready to welcome in child numero dos to the world in February. I'm uh, doing renovations and we talked a little bit about that squirtle. And uh, I think you're right. You should just pay someone else to do it because I'm now sweating profusely trying to catch my breath as we start the stream. Hey, if you can, saves you time. Got to go do some other things with the family while it's being done. Yep. Two, two birds with one stone. Otherwise, it's like yeah. it's quite literally an entire day, day and a half of doing flooring and painting, which I hate painting walls. It's not fun. I don't mind painting like a picture, even though I'm dog at it. But um, painting just walls is not enjoyable. It's like watching <coughs> paint dry. Literally, you're watching it dry right in front of your eyes <laughs> and you're not helping it. Uh, you're doing the opposite. So uh, a couple things that have been on my mind this week is uh, the Wolfgang 
and other uh, tokenomic or game-based NFTs that are, are kind of out here now and, and prevalent. And there's, you know, the possibility of, of earning their token, which in the Wolf game is wool. And uh, we've seen that price. It was really high for a while. I don't know where it's at now because I haven't been following it. And I am going to turn over to you, Squirtle, here in a second because I know you're you're deep in the in the wolf streets. But um, what are your thoughts, kind of on on these dynamics and NFTs? Yeah, I mean, uh, actually, price kind of mooned um, in the past like two hours. But uh, yeah, wool's at like seventeen cents per wool. Mm. But uh, it's powerful, I think. Like. Um, gaming we all know it's like a major staple of the entertainment industry it's absolutely ginormous the money that's there is insane and that's because people love gaming they love solving puzzles they love the chance of um getting rewarded within the game right and now when you attach like a dollar value to this and you attach like oh i can actually earn money while playing a game and it can be, you know, it can be as simple as, you know, what Wolf Game is. It's basically RuneScape back in yep. the day. Um, I think that's insanely powerful. So, yeah, it is. And uh, and so for anyone that's kind of new to this, and and I guess a lot of us are, uh, how do you get said wool in the Wolf Game? That is by uh, staking a uh, staking sheep in the game. So you have to take one of the NFTs put it into a staking contract and then you earn 10 K wool per day, um, which 1700, right. Per day. Yeah. Which is like 1000 times. No, sorry. 10,000 times 17 cents. Status. Yeah. I think I did math. Silly right. status. Silly status. Yeah. So, so like when so you have like, those mechanics, it's, it's, it's insane. But that comes from people wanting to play. Yeah, sure. Sure. And that's the thing is like, what can I use the wool for? Right. That's what drives the value of the coin. It can't just be here's a coin, but we don't know what we're going to do with it. So mm -hmm. in the wolf game, how are they using that coin of wool in uh, in its in its uh, tokenomics or game play? So they went through and they're still in this drama at the moment. So they had vulnerabilities in their smart contract. Um, there, there were some exploits that weren't acted on um there was a very kind person who showed uh the you know shepherd is the person that the like the main person driving all this um and they paused everything so everything is paused all staking is paused but you're still earning wool um but before that pause it the wool was to mint more sheep which could mint which could earn more wool um there's the other aspect to it of, of the wolves which are stealing wool and stealing sheep when you mint more sheep all those mechanics are going to go to the wayside with the exploit and the new smart contract that's coming in it's going to be more of like the phase two which was building out the entire game of like farming and having land and yeah you know, just like you you know in sandbox decentraland stuff like that you have your genesis land plots and everything like that so it seems like this was to get the wool token out there this first phase and then transition the game once that government governance token is out there transition it into a larger game so as someone that's like in the game you're part of the community have you felt good and this is not trying to create fud or anything but like do you feel like 
they're kind of going about it the right way with obviously the exploits happening and, and kind of how to resolve. Do you feel like the communication has been good? We talked last night on a Twitter space about, mm -hmm. you know, communication being vital, even if, you know, when you make a mistake, cause we all will, like all mm -hmm. projects will make a mistake at some point. How can you deliver that message, that clear message? Do you feel like they've done a good job on that front? I've been pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, there is actual communication of like, this is our plan going forward. Like this is the cause and this is the effect we're going to be getting you know um everything audited uh working with a bunch of um like really top tier um smart contract devs everything and even the way they the person is phrasing everything and communicating everything i recognize it from like strong devs within web 2 like like in my experience working with developers you you, you can kind of hear that 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 speak and like that problem solving um Obviously, it could all go to zero and they could just yeah. run if they wanted to. Sure. But um, I can kind of pick up on that tone of like, no, like they, they actually want it to like keep moving forward. They didn't run into a bug and then just be like, oh, well, oh, well, peace out. Yeah. Enjoy it. Right. Yeah, I think that's key of, again, pleasantly surprised is great. Uh, it could be a lot worse than that. And so I've just I've been watching from the sidelines and I and I knew you were in and I have a couple other friends in the in the NFT world that are in and holding and, you know, one of them. And again, I, I guess, you know, hindsight, twenty twenty whatever he had sold a wolf at, I think, one ETH and I don't even know what they're at now, but it's more than one ETH. Yeah, they're like um, or something. I know, which is just like, God, that's absurd. But again, the game I'm playing in somewhat similar fashion is I had minted a NFT called Noundles, probably like. God, it's probably 10 days ago so or so. And it was like a random at midnight mint. Because I remember actually getting out of bed and saying to myself, is this really worth my freaking time um, as I'm like half asleep? So I get out, <clears throat> get on my MetaMask, mint for, I think they were 0 0.04, but with gas, it ended up being about 0 0.06 to 0 0.07 or so, which I was like, okay, fine. I'll do four of them, whatever. Didn't forget about them, but I just hadn't heard much. And then the wolf game thing came out. Uh, Noundles had some good, I felt like, like good tweets or announcements about kind of their gamification uh, and what they wanted to do. And they had already created a rainbow token that, that the cool thing was you didn't even have to do anything. As long as you had them, you're just getting them. And I think it's four a day, four a day per mm -hmm. Noundle. But you like, you didn't have to know anything else besides like right. you just held it in your wallet. And you'd go to their website and you could connect and you could see like, I don't even know how many I'd gotten, but however many days it was times, I guess, four times four. So 16 a day. And uh, I think that's cool. And I was listening to a Twitter space as I was ripping out, tearing out carpet, which is, again, not fun, would not recommend, <laughs> um, especially the day before Thanksgiving. <clears throat> but they had a really long one. It was probably about two hours. And I probably listened about an hour and a half of it. And I don't know. I felt kind of good about it just because i feel like they had taken time they straight up said you know they had minted before wolf game but they hadn't really put anything into place where wolf game was kind of like go like press go and we're going yep um the noundles kind of sat back took some notes i think adjusted some of their thinking and now i'm just curious as as to where it goes i still have three i sold one this morning because i quite literally wanted to buy a new laptop like gonna be completely transparent and uh, I sold one for 0.69 and uh, that's going to be a laptop for me, which is great. But I'm going to hold the other three. Uh, they have evil, evil Noundles coming. 
I think this week actually, or maybe the beginning of next week. And you get, I think it's one per wallet. As long as you had a hadn't listed and still had Nandos on Monday, they did a random snapshot and I hadn't listed any. I was just like, they're just sitting in my wallet. So those mm -hmm. can actually steal new mints and they can steal rainbow. So it's kind of similar. Yep. If you get caught though, you get put in jail for three oh. hours. You can't do anything, but then you it. can, but then you can actually spend rainbow to, to bail yourself out if you want. So again, Dude, it's like, it's fun. It is. And it's like a smart way to like give you an option if you want to, to spend rainbow, like to break yourself out so you can go try to steal again. And I mm -hmm. think it's like a, it's a high percentage that you'll get to steal part of somebody's rainbow or a new mint. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's like 90 or 80, 90, 80 to 90%. But, um, so if you're in that and it's random too, it's like a dice thing, I think where it's not like everyone that has an evil nondal, here we go. Now we're all just going to pillage everyone else and everyone's screwed. I think it's random. So like, yeah. you just gotta like hope it's like you that gets a chance to like steal, sure. which is like, again, it's like, it's just fun. I don't know. It's like childlike in a way. It feels like a board game that you would have played at some point, probably all of us when we were young. So I'm interested to see kind of where it goes. We saw God, I swear. I saw like 10 complete copies of Wolf game happen. <laughs> like as soon as they blew up, it was like, here's bears and honey. And here's a fish and a fisherman, like all this random shit. And I was like, okay, like, how many of these actually are going to do anything and how many of these are realizing if they just throw it out there right now, they mm -hmm. can basically make $2 million and just leave. But here's the thing, like all you, you just need some basic communication. Yeah. You know, like it, you could have the most horrible thing happen with, with, with any of these projects. But if you as a, as a team, just be like, Hey, we're communicating, we're talking constantly, we're putting out messages. You're already like, like in tech, there's a lot of forgiveness for technical errors, like right. a lot because it's expected. There, there's like it's very hard to write perfect code. Yeah. Um, so as long as you're upfront about everything and you keep like innovating and stuff like that, like it sounds like with your project, like they just kind of watched and they, they kept communicating and yeah, things like that. Like if you just talk, you're fine or yep. just be open C and don't talk for an entire day when your site's dead. Dude. So, OK, really quick. We talked about it last night. After Sorry, this, okay. we will bring. No, you're good. We need to throw a lot of shade at OpenSea, and then we'll bring the guys from Rhodes to uh, to Rome in. But oh my God, OpenSea, can you please get it together? You're four employees, and you're like billions of dollars that you're just freaking printing a month. Can you like hire some more people? I don't know. Just a thought where you're not basically bust for an entire day, which was yesterday. It was just I like someone to write tweets, like literally. How hard is that to send out a like, hey, sorry, guys, we're working on it right now. As soon as it goes down, mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen. And then, like you said, they came out with like, hey, we got this partnership with Christie's. How awesome is that for us? And we're like, fuck you. Like, can't you get your damn like marketplace to work all the time? Like, I don't care about that right now. It's tough because like I, I do have compassion for a platform that just blows up. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, sure, and when you have like sure. a small team. Sure. But. It, we're a couple of months in at this point. Like it gets to a point where you're like, I, oh, okay, like you can't forgive forever. Let's <laughs> right. Just at, at some point, can you scale your team? And it does take time without mm -hmm. a doubt. It kind of reminds me of top shot mm -hmm. um, when they kind of blew up and they did not have enough people and they realized that, but they communicated it doesn't mean that they didn't make a million other mistakes, but at least they're talking through it. They weren't just like, see you later. We're mm -hmm. just going to hang out here in the corner and, announce some awesome partnership we have and nothing else yeah so it's uh 
Interesting times in NFT space. I'm going to play this little teaser and then we're going to bring the guys on. Uh, I literally laughed when I saw this. So give me one second. We'll share it and then we'll bring the team on and we'll fire a million questions at them. And hopefully they can keep up because I know that we've got a million animated series. I mean, like, sign me up twice. All right, here we go. Got share audio. I don't think I'm qualified. Tell that to the serpent you just manhandled. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. That's actually the funny part. Sorry, here you go. This is a contract to be my new monster trapping apprentice. In this role, you'd help me trap the world's most dangerous monsters to fight in the Colosseum Games. It's the rich and famous monster trapper, Cornelius. All I'm saying is, love works in mysterious ways. If you like this mirror chip, you gotta go for it. I, I don't think I'm qualified. Tell that to the serpent you just manhandled. <laughs> yeah, that that was the part that just had me rolling. And so uh, without further ado, let's bring on Joe and Ryko. Hello. What's up, gents? How are you? Hey, hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having us on. For sure. Thanks for coming through. Your guys' uh, setup looks a lot better than mine. Forgive the clutter <laughs> behind me. Forgive the clutter no and the sleeping dog. But... Um, Again, thanks for coming on. This is kind of a last minute thing. We had had been talking to the team a little bit about hosting them in a space or a stream or both. And so this kind of, it worked out perfectly. And so how are you guys doing? You know, what's on your mind? Can you tell us a little bit about the both of you and kind of the start of the Roads to Rome? Sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, so first of all, this isn't my room. This is a little fancier. I'm at my uh, my my wife's dad's house so <laughs> hey love it dude i don't have this this nice event. now you're gonna have to be here every stream you ever do. exactly <laughs> i'm setting too high of a bar to start you know what right, I mean? right. um but yeah i'm joe powell um it's Ryko newton block how's it going thank you for having us yeah and um we started writing uh roads to rome almost almost five years now we actually started off as stand-up comics many moons ago and um, kind of transitioned into script writing where we found more of our passion. And uh, once we kind of started experimenting with scripts, we came onto this idea of ancient Rome, edited, edited and edited many, many times uh, until we came to down to this idea of um, basically what it is now, Cornelius and Professor Centaur trapping mythical beasts to fight in the Colosseum games. But more so it's about the group of people um that their house revolves around so emperor helena cupid um flavius who's like the little assistant to the emperor uh, medusa who's professor centaur's love interest um yeah so it's been a lot of fun yeah, but, yeah. When, uh, originally actually like the concept came along um at first we had uh we'd been doing like like joe said we've been doing stand-up and then joe had this idea to kind of do a feature film um or like a screenplay on um kind of like uh on like the two animal trappers who captured all the animals that fought in the Colosseum because a lot of people don't realize that actually more animals fought in the Roman Colosseum than humans did it was like you know kind of their entertainment for games so I was doing stand-up in New York and I was writing for um uh, that website Total Frat Move I don't know if anyone remembers that I wasn't in fraternity but they were I think they were going downhill they needed writers it was like riding a dying horse but um, <laughs> but yeah so so then this kind of started he called me one day and was like hey would you like to uh, partner up and kind of write an animated series and then we kind of ended up here um and then the the script obviously changed over you know 
the over the years and uh, we were trying to figure out a way to obviously animate it because we're not animators by trade obviously so animations like incredibly exhaustive and it's expensive so we got really lucky when we found an animator um first we first we put together a teaser and we began to shop the teaser and began to pitch the teaser not the one you saw uh, a much shittier one um, <laughs> and so we were shopping that to a couple agents and uh, we had a, a meeting with Frederator. we got a couple rounds into that that went really well um they gave us some really good feedback based on that feedback we were like all right we're gonna have to kind of tear the premise up we got rid of one of our main characters we're gonna have to reformat that and then to be honest, um, what happened um, is that the experience of pitching and reaching out to agents became really, it, it's, it, there's almost nothing more frustrating in the world. Um, there's like, you know, if you want to get in the door, you need an agent, but to get an agent, you have to have a credit and to get a credit, you have to have been through the door, right? So it's kind of this revolving nonstop, like, uh, you know, kind of like a circle jerk. So by the time we ripped up the premise and we were about three years into it, we kind of decided, listen, like we really enjoyed writing the full pilot. We found an animator to make it. And we were like, why, why would we stop this momentum? You know, like we love writing it. It's what we love doing. And we love voicing it. Joe and I voice, um, you know, a good amount of the characters. We also have like a, a full cast. We have a cast of like seven VOs. We have sound engineers. We have now a background artist we recently brought on board. So we're expanding our team. Um, but then at that point, we were like, let's just self-produce it. And this was back in, uh, back in May right after the pilot launched. So we wrote the second and third episode. And at the time um, we had a friend of ours basically approach us because like I'd been in crypto for four and a half years, but I'd never taken that step into, into the NFT space. Um, so we had a friend approach us and he's like, hey, listen, um, I think you guys might've accidentally created possibly like an NFT project. Um, he's like, you guys should check out Deadheads. So that's kind of how it all began. Yeah, Deadheads um, was the real launch for us that opened our eyes and we're like, oh, we have kind of the IP that fits this nicely. We, we can provide quite a bit in terms of co-creation and benefits uh, for this community and, and kind of grow with people who are genuinely interested in the show, you know? Well, that was amazing to hear. My goodness. Uh, yeah, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, that's like perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's really dope. So it's almost, it's 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 kind of interesting. It's, it's like working backwards in a way, like or right. in the opposite direction than, you know, an nft project would typically typically start but at the end of the day you uh i think what you were doing where you're just saying fuck it we're gonna still do this show that's right. like nfts at its heart and right. like the de decentralized uh notion of everything here uh, i think that's literally what it is is like we're, we want to break away from those bullshit systems that kind of keep things and creativity back so i think that's it's cool. hilarious that i think you're actually already like NFT dudes before you even knew you were like, that, yeah. was, that was like, you had the heart for it for sure. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been really cool. Honestly, it's been a, like an unbelievable journey, just learning about the space, getting involved in the communities. Um, that's been really fun. And just seeing kind of the passion, it kind of ignited us. Cause you know, at first it's very intimidating when we first got sure. into the space. I was like, I don't know what this is. I mean, I have a general idea of some of it, you know, um, but people are really supportive and they're very, very willing, you know, to, to teach you and to put out really quality. The, the one thing about the NFT sp space is people put out really quality content, you know, and it's just on their own. It's just something that they enjoy doing. Some people monetize off it, but like a lot of people just put out really great content. Um, and I think that was one thing that Joe and I were talking about before we decided to really get into it. We were like, you know, if we can build a community around the show, around co-creation benefits, around rewards and prizes, um, you know, then maybe we could get to some really big picture stuff. Because I think that some of the really big picture stuff for us down the line is that it's such a struggle for independent um, creators to do anything that revolves around like significant production. 
And there's just this wall where if you either have the money to self-produce it, but it it's not sustainable. There's no longevity in that, you know, um, because it really is going to take most shows about a season minimum to begin recouping. I mean, the vast majority of shows on Netflix, Hulu and all that stuff, they actually don't break even until the end of season two and they actually start monetizing season three. So if the big boys take that much time, then independent people can't really sustain, um, you know, just kind of doing it by themselves. But I think that the Web3 model, the community model can kind of break that mold. Um, so that was something that we saw and I was like, this is really, really cool. It's really cool and it's next level and it could really be the next big things in terms of like the actual production of content through like talented independent artists who otherwise might not have a shot at it. Can I dive into that note real quick? Because I, I'm, I'm curious, like I, I'd love to hear you explain the the model around the NFTs themselves and how they, re how they relate to the show and like how, how you release them and everything. Okay, sure. Yeah. So basically right now we're still, um, we're still pretty early. We're still trying to figure out exactly like how many tokens, the exact price and like take market considerations into our uh, take market aspect into considerations. Um, but in terms of the co-creation, it's essentially, it would be um, kind of similar to Stoner Cats a little bit more. So we are planning for like eight episodes per season. Um, and then obviously like we want you to be able to pitch us characters. We want you to be able to pitch us um, like a premise you know, and basically episode six of every season would be like a fully community community generated episode. So we'd have the entire community pitch their episodes. We go through, pick like 10 of the best ones, leave it up to the community. They vote on it. And then they begin to give us feedback where the, like, where do you want to see the major beats? How do you want to see this episode play out? Um, we would have community VOs in every single episode. Um, you know, and those things would be like little competitions. We put out the lines for the character. You know, if you do it, obviously you get a VO credit. Um, there'd be some sort of reward. Um, so it's kind of of that nature. Um, and then additionally, like we do plan to evolve and expand as we go, you know, this is kind of like our first foray into this. So we really kind of do intend to lean on the community to be like, Hey, do you guys have the other ideas to co-create with us? We want it to be a community driven show. We want people to be really invested in the show. Um, so yeah, we're just kind of starting out, um, in terms of that stuff, like character pitches, VO competitions, obviously like We'd like to take like we have a ton of side characters because these are full length episodes. These are 15 minutes each. Um, so, you know, we'll be able to put in like a lot of faces if people are comfortable with that. And, you know, just send us a picture face. We'll write you into the cartoon side characters, dialogue characters. Um, so it'd be kind of cool. It is interesting because like with Deadheads, obviously the characters, well, the NFTs came first. Right. And then and then the writing started. And so <clears throat> it was like if you I think about um, Damien, like the main character. If you had that NFT, like naturally, when that one was chosen, you're like, oh, my God, I have Mickey Mouse, right? Like <laughs> you have like the the, the massive player in, in the show. And so I'm curious on when you create your NFTs and I know you said you're still in the development process, but, you know, how do you go about, I guess, creating characters that would have valuable IP down the line? Right. So that is like a challenge we we run into, right? Because the show was developed before the NFT thing. So I think what Deadhead did is obviously really brilliant and really cool where it's like you can stake your character, you can be actually part of the animation, you can see it really play out. So in our world, the characters are generally set, um, which makes that a little bit difficult. But in terms of ownership of the show, we're still kicking around with like our legal consultant and stuff. But we are thinking about, you know, some sort of ownership of IP whether that's like equity in, or whether it's like, if we were to be picked up a percentage of royalties for the life of the project, or if it's a situation right. where it's, you get a percentage or you get equity 
for anything that more like a community ownership type of thing rather than like individual ip okay uh, individual ip is probably not more of the folk it's probably going to be more of the community right. scale because um, i mean everybody will have commercial rights to their to their token right. the tokens are generally right now um it's uh it's just our cupid character it's called unethical cupids so it's like randomly generated traits like 140 traits um so uh we're we're not quite sure we've actually kicked around the idea um of having the show and then after season one uh if everything's like going successful and we have the ability to do it to kind of do like a spin-off of just cupids and in that situation it actually would function very similarly to deadheads where it would be a community-based show and we would have people stake, like pretty much stake their cupids, and we could write little shorts, like little five, seven minute episodes. Because essentially, what we'd like to do right now is we're we have a production team, but it's pretty small. So this project would really allow us to hire about two new animators, a storyboard artist, and another background artist full time. If we had that, we could be pumping out full fifteen minute Roads to Rome episodes about every two months. And then if we wanted to do like an unethical cupid spinoff that's purely community show where the avatars are actually involved in all of that um that actually would be pretty doable um so we're still trying to figure out how kind of how that stuff would work <laughs> no, I, I mean like i i i love this because like uh, it's not going to be one model that is how you do animation in web 3 right it's right. not going to be uh like the characters come before the story it's not going to be the story always comes before the characters it's gonna be a mix of how this works like right your project deadheads stoner cats uh there's some other ones but like we're just figuring it out right now like, like we're li literally months in it you know um i'm really excited to see like how you coming in with the story before the characters i'm really really curious to see how this plays out right. i think it's gonna be really cool we are too we figured we'd start with the cupid character because he's if, if you watch the episode and in episodes two and three he's such just a likable character but in the ways you shouldn't like somebody you know what i mean right, he's right. totally an unethical dude he's always trying to make a quick buck um he, you know what i mean he does like a love for hit i mean a, a like a hit business for love you know right so he's he's a pretty unethical dude but he has a good heart you know and um he's kind of like a fan favorite in a lot of ways from the people that have watched so far and um just like a very all the assets we've come up with with wings and all these different things it looks awesome in my opinion at least it's not like you know your deadheads type of 3d art that's really modern looking and cool but it's it's of the style of the cartoon yeah. itself yeah. so if you're into that sort of thing yeah you no know, um I, I think people will be into it so yeah. oh sorry no go ahead uh, i was gonna say and then yeah just to touch on kind of like what you were saying like you know, the Web3 space and stuff like and even just we learned, you know, by the by the time we got into it and by the time we had gotten to a point where we're like, oh, like, let's like begin to slow roll the discord, like everything had changed. Right. Like in the course of two months. And I was like, this is bonkers. I didn't you know, I didn't realize. So um, I do think you're right in terms of like the opportunities, like it, it's, it's a lot of adjusting on the fly. It's a lot of seeing what works and what doesn't. And I think that's really like kind of the coolest thing about the community model is like you have direct access to your community and the feedback loop is immediate. So. If you're doing something that they don't like or they have an idea for you i mean it's an instantaneous thing and if you need to change it on the fly you can um i think that's really like the flexibility of this space is kind of one of the more intriguing aspects to us because we love the show we put our hearts and soul into it for four years we're really willing to do whatever it takes to make it work but we also want to provide as much value to the community as possible and if that has to be a spin-off show if that has to be 
um, you know, like a like a gamified option down the line. Like these things are for us, they're everything's on the table. And um, you know, whatever really it takes to to provide value to the community and to get this thing off the ground and uh, to really get rolling. Um, right. So yeah, so it, it really is cool. Um, and, it, and it lets like people, like individuals that have a passion to make a show, like li- literally you two, um, not have to go through like the overlords to be like, hey, you're approved, you know, yeah, like yeah. you can literally test the value of your show in the market and be like, hey, are there 3,000, 4,000, 20,000 people that want to do this? Right. If you can even get 3,000, 4,000, like you're, you're good. Like you're, yeah. you're making your show. Mm-hmm. And that's totally. just it's, it's a new opportunity for people who are creators, like the, like artists for, I feel like just for a very long time, get the short end of the stick, you know, but with NFTs and uh, I mean, like even royalties models and stuff, it, it's truly, it's like, it's pretty unbelievable. And I remember when I first heard about it, I was like, there's no way. And I looked at it, I was like, this is nuts. I was like, this is incredible. So um, yeah, I think it's going to give a lot of opportunities to like just any talented people who, you know, People don't realize like the vast majority, like not the vast majority, but a lot of these writers are like Yale, Harvard. It really is very, it's very good old boys clubby. It just is. So to be able to have like a system in place where you could possibly break that mold. And, um, and like, that's what we saw kind of with deadheads and obviously then stoner cats. And we were like, okay, cool. There's something here. We don't know if this is perfect for animation. We don't know if it's perfect for production, but there's certainly something here. And I think is like, as it grows and evolves, it's going to become more and more clear. And I think that you're going to see a lot more, I think you're going to see a lot more independent animation companies coming in um, and really trying to do this because it's, it's the perfect way to do it. Absolutely. And at the end of the day for us, you know, it's our focus is to build out the roads to Rome brand with the community and allow everyone to benefit from it. Um, We just want to create the funniest show possible and deliver value to anybody who's interested. If you're interested in the show, we love you. We want to deliver value to you. So we're here to stick around with it. It's just right now trying to figure out, okay, what is the best way to do this so that we don't have to retract anything later? You know, we want to take our time with it. We really started talking about this back in April, March, no, April, April, May is when we first started diving in, buying, buying our first NFTs, learning, Um, you know, Frankie buys, he's our project lead. He's, um, he really led us through it all. And um, so it's been a real process of learning for for us and just trying to figure out, okay, what's the best approach to this to to really build a genuine community that's interested in, in this and that we can actually provide real value to. So. Yeah. Once you get that like community or even cult like following, I mean, that's when you can really like expand your brand when you have people that are absolutely passionate about what you have going and and they'll throw ideas in the ring and it doesn't mean you're gonna take every idea and run with it that's just i mean that's haphazard but um if you have a bunch of minds you know pulling together and then you can pick through those and find the best and and again like you said be flexible and on your feet all the time um that is pretty awesome it can be exhausting but i do think it's awesome that you can you can kind of mold or meld your way around and and it is both um, beautiful and we're all tired all the time. <laughs> yes, getting used to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we thought right. just writing the show was hard. Then <laughs> writing the show and this, it's like. <laughs> Juggling multiple things at once for sure. Go ahead. Yeah, right. It's good for the mind though. It's, it's, yeah. been, it's been an awesome experience so far. And everyone in the space is really cool. I mean, I learn stuff all the time. Literally every day. It's like we get together, have a meeting. And I'm like, I had no idea. I thought I knew everything at this point. I don't. 
damn. You know, I mean, I, I, I always throw that game. back to uh, Dev World because, like, like, we're in the tech scene right now, right? And, like, developers love sharing code between each other. Like, open source is very much a thing. Like, if you right. make code private, you are, like, frowned upon. You, you put it out there for other people to, like, improve upon, improve upon right. it and collaborate and stuff like that, right? That's in the DNA of crypto. Like, mm -hmm. everything is open. Everyone can see all the code. Everything's there. And I think we're starting to see that with, and I, I want to see that with like the animated uh, series projects as well, where it's everyone's sharing, everyone's trying to help each other. It's not like one show is going to win it out over another one. Like I, I oh, yeah. want that collaboration and that share, like sharing of knowledge. Absolutely. Really? I think the more production out there in general, whether it's live action, whether it's animated, however someone pulls it off, it's better for everybody because then we can learn, okay, this is the best way to do, this is the best way to deliver value. And not even and, and just like someone that would watch your show, they'd be like, right. "Oh, what other Web three animated yeah. series are exactly. out there?" And you yeah. just get more and more and more people looking for more and more and more Web three animated projects. Yeah, right. it brings everybody. It's good for all of us, really. You know. So yeah, it is cool. It is cool, and it's like it's one of those things like, um, you know, the pie the pie is big enough for everybody. You know, people who watch Rick and Morty, they also watch South Park. People who watch F is for Family, they also watch you know, the Simpsons. So it's right. nothing like mutually exclusive in the space. So I, I you know, I kind of agree like what Joe was saying, like the more, the more independent productions you can get onto it, the more they can get funded than the higher quality independent productions you're going to get. Um, and you know, there were so many, like, I mean, Adventure Time started as an independent, they blew up, you know, huge cult following. Um, so you kind of do see it every now and then. And I mean, sometimes if you look at like the spec, uh, like teasers or like the spec pilots of animation that gets picked up, you know, it's wild. And you're like, how in the world did that get picked up? But then you look at it and you go, oh my God, that's Rick and Morty. Yeah. And you're like, the first one was preposterous. Right, right. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it where it's like, there's like a little, their initial spec thing is wild. And then it gets picked up and you're like, okay, it's excellent. So they got a shot, which is really cool. Yeah. Which network like turned them down first before Cartoon Network? It was Cartoon Network, right? That picked I think them they up. turned them down. I mean, the first, their, their like spec trailer or their spec clips were truly preposterous insane yeah, okay. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious, but you're like Holy i i now have to go find this <laughs> i will send it to you after this please no do afterwards for yeah, sure yeah we will totally it's really funny but um but yeah so i just think the more people that have a shot obviously um the better but that's the whole space collaboration together across yeah. we're not again we're not competing there's so much room here and we are still so early that there's going to be more people we want more people onboarded we want more people, you know, to explore these different avenues within the NFT world. It's not just DeFi games. It's not just, you know, PFPs. It's not just uh, animated series. It all kind of works together and and everybody can find their lane. And, and again, like Squirrel said, if we if we all kind of talk and vibe together, all of a sudden our series are the ones that are fucking everywhere. Right. Like people right. are actually reaching out and looking for them instead of some of the bullshit that gets right. picked up. So, right, absolutely. And then, and then at that point, if you can have a series that really does become successful and it picks up traction in the community and you're making and you're creating and you're delivering and, you know, you're putting out episodes on time, then it's one of those things where then that's when people come knocking on the doors. Yeah. And that's what Hollywood picks up followers now. They pick up, you know, short things. They're, they're not going to pick up anything independent if it's not, you know, already having like a huge base. So if it is something like that and they do come knocking on the doors, then your community gets paid, you know. Yeah. Um, or they have some ownership of the show and or they have like royalties off the IP. So it's it's an exciting time, uh, I think, for anybody who's independent because it's like, oh, here's a shot. 
And that's all, if you're an artist, you're a writer, you're an animator, like that's, that's all you can ask for is like an actual, an actual shot. So it's- And like Hollywood's watching, that, that, that's the thing. Right. They, they're not ignoring what's going on over here at all. No. Um, I mean, you're seeing it with like the large companies right now, like jumping into NFTs and everything, right? But, but like, okay, so, so I, I, I got a question. Do you think Hollywood is necessary? Do you think Hollywood becomes outdated? Do you think, or do you think um, like you, we have to keep that like prestigious model to let shows like rise to the top and be like a cultural phenomenon? Well, I think Hollywood will, I think Hollywood will remain. What I think you might see is like the cutting out of middlemen, you know? So I think that you might see kind of the cutting out of these production studios where people bring, bring production studios in-house. So you're not having to pitch to animation studios, production house studios, or like any of these distribution houses, you know what I mean? Because if you can, raise the capital to do it in-house, you can really put a team together. And like, um, I know Joe and I have talked a lot, obviously this is like very big picture down the road, but I mean, if this could be something successful, what we'd really like to do is start an independent animation studio and begin to look into other shows and begin to look into acquiring their IP. Cause there's actually a few we've seen that we love that were like, it's a brilliant show. The voice is brilliant. The animation's ex excellent, but they don't have the production budget. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's what you might begin to see. You might begin to see like, a little cut out from these production studios that are like the big wigs, um, you know, like like Titmouse or um, Bento Box or anything like that. And you might see people being able to like do their own productions and handle all the controls in their way and kind of shed like the suits being like, you know, whatever, whatever they want, you know, yeah. adding, you know, 20 people to a writer's room or, you know, like changing the scripts, changing the premise, these things. I mean, I think that most creators, they want the show that they wrote, you know, um, obviously Hollywood knocks people change, but <laughs> you know, right, right. it gives you a little bit more bargaining power too, when they do come knocking, you know, because you already have that fan base. So I think it puts a lot of power in the creators and that's exactly what you want when you're writing a show. Uh, yeah, and guess what? The IP is not in the ownership of the, the group trying to partner with Hollywood. The IP is in the hands of a community, right? Exactly. which is a completely different like right. negotiation table. Right. right. And I mean, there is a huge problem in Hollywood where they'll pick up IP and shelf it. And that's it. You know, you worked five, six, seven, eight years on something, it gets picked up, you're stoked, it never gets made. And that's that. They own the rights. It's there's there's nothing you can do about it, you know. And I will say the more people that we sp speak to in this space and um, the more even like, uh, I mean, in, in like the animation space, the writer space, the more people we talk to, the more people want to self-produce. Almost everybody we talk to now who has something of quality is like, yeah, we're not even pitching it. We're not worried about it. We just want to self-produce. Right. So, I think you see that in media right now, right? Like, like everything that everyone is watching is more individual creators. Totally. And not yeah. as much as like big corp, you know, productions. Yeah. You see that a lot in the podcast space. Yeah. And you're seeing it more here. And, and another thing with the entertainment thing is I think entertainment in, in terms of NFTs is a good way to onboard people who aren't interested in like the flipping or trading aspect or some of these things that are more a little bit more complex for you know newbies sure. or, you <laughs> know degenerate yeah yeah, yeah exactly. exactly so it's a i think it's an awesome opportunity for we have you know we got two people two of our friends into deadheads because it's an easy thing to explain to people who aren't in the space i keep telling people this is like the perfect way to explain nfts exactly an episode exactly here's the episode yes you can own you can stake it you can have your character in the episode you know you own a right to the show so it's like that's the easiest way to onboard if you want more people entertainment is really entertainment gaming is obviously another one but entertainment's one of those big ones that can bring more people into the space and make it better for everybody 
Right. So, yeah. Plus the fandom is like multiplied. Oh, yeah. it's crazy. Even, even, even just like YouTube stuff, you know, like originally when we were looking into the self-production route, we were like, oh, is there any like real money to be made here? You know, cause we had been focused entirely on pitching and, um, you know, when we first started getting into it and we were looking at some of these animated series on YouTube, I was like floored. I was totally floored. I was like, if you put out good content, you can build a very significant base and you can be successful. And it's just about, you know, building enough momentum and having enough episodes to be like, we're consistent, we're consistently delivering. It is of quality and we're going to be here for a while. Um, so, so yeah. I, I also just like, you know, talking about having it on YouTube and available. I think that's just vital as well. Like the, again, I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody, but the stoner cat shit where it's like, if you don't own this expensive ass NFT, you can't watch it though. Then we all still saw it because it was passed around anyways. But like the idea of this should be shared, right? Like we want more people here. Why in the world would you want to like gate everything? That just, that seems counterintuitive for sure. I think it's played out as well already. Like you you see it, you saw it with pirate Bay when you gate access to media, people will find a way around it. So don't don't even try to fight that battle. It's yeah. And I mean, our goal was always to do it for free. Yeah. YouTube, we were never going to be, you know, even like the Patreon model. I, I remember we had talked about it, but we were like, eh, yeah, we'll it for free. it's about like, we're, we, we just want to make people laugh, you know? Right. Um, and then I, I just will have like one quick note um, just for anybody. If anybody does check out the episode. So the, the pilot episode is long. It's a, it's a beast. It's too long. And the reason it was long is because originally we had created it to pitch. So we were like, we'll create it. We'll show them the full breadth of the world and then we'll pitch and then when we turned it into a web series and we're like no we really like that we cut everything down to 15 minutes so just if anybody is interested in going watching we know enjoy it but the first episode's a bit long just get some popcorn (laughs) and a brewski and you're good exactly maybe a thanksgiving jay you'll enjoy i'm right there with you man (laughs) share it with the fam as you eat the turkey exactly Well, guys, I want to say thanks again. This has been splendid. I love talking animated series. I love talking, uh, you know, new ideas in the space. And and you guys definitely have a, a new obstacle. So yeah. when you guys are able to, you know, accomplish this goal, you'll have a whole fucking book to write about it and tell everybody <laughs> how you how you broke the model and did it in the reverse. Um, because I, I'm sure you will. I can feel the passion and you guys have great energy and and again, I'm not joking. When I watched that little clip, the very end made me fucking laugh. And I don't laugh a lot out loud. And I was just like, and that was when I was doing stupid carpet shit. So I was not in a good mood and I laughed. So thank you for the laugh. I can't wait to watch the rest of the episode tonight now that I can actually sit down for a minute. And uh, please stay in touch. Please send me the link of that crazy Rick and Morty. Yes, and uh, if, if we can help in any way, we are available. DM us. Hit us up. Well, we want to help. We want to collaborate for sure. Oh, sure. that'd be great. This is you guys having us on. This is awesome. Absolutely. And I'll I'll shoot you guys the link here when the podcast is done. I should have extra time this weekend, so I should be able to turn it around here in about 48 hours and I'll get it to you guys. Amazing. Awesome. 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 Uh, space is going by the way. Yes. Yes. Come through our space. We have it every Saturday night, graveyard shift, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard until like 3 a.m. Eastern Standard. No joke. Come through. You can talk NFTs. You can talk the project. It's a really, it's a vibe for real. Like we've cool. had some massive cool. spaces to come through. Hell cool. Yeah. We're All right, guys. Appreciate it again. Thank you. And have an awesome Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you soon, guys. You guys right. too. Thanks so much. See ya. See ya. Have a good one.
Yeah, it was awesome, man. I love hearing about how deadheads like were an inspiration. Yeah, I mean, that, my heart. That's I literally know. like what we want, you know, like as as deadhead team members, it's like that's literally what we want. We want to be able to share this information, share share what we've learned and, and hopefully inspire more of this because we do want more. We don't want to just have, you know, two series, three series, five series. We want to have hundreds of them. Yeah. And you know how like powerful it could be just to have like even just like five animated series that like hop into a Twitter spaces or like yep. bouncing ideas back and forth, super friendly between each other, you know, yep. like creating that scene within the crypto space. Yeah, I think. Uh, and again, having that dialogue out in the open in a Twitter space format, I think is great for the space as a whole, because then you have randos come in and listen and maybe they don't know anything about animated series as an NFT. Maybe they're brand new and all they know is they think NFTs are just profile pictures. And and if you can bring, you know, a few of those people in every single time you talk, I mean, that's how the that's again how the space explodes. So I'm I really am excited to watch the entire episode. I was only a couple minutes in just because I really hadn't sat down today. But um, it kind of reminds me. I don't know if you watch this show. And again, I haven't watched the whole episode, so maybe I'll have a different opinion afterwards. Kind of reminded me of Big Mouth on a Netflix, Ooh. Ooh. which yeah, I like. No, I like I like really Big like Big Mouth. Like, yeah. I think it's hilarious. And so I kind of. Again, not identical by any means, but like I, I just kind of got a quick vibe there at the at the very beginning of when I was as I was watching it, uh, those first couple of minutes, I was like, okay, I, I, I hear that one. I yeah, think I no, can that feel that. Sense. So that was exactly like that was the first thing I thought. I was like, I like Big Mouth. I think I'm probably gonna like this a lot too. So, um, what else do we want to talk about? I feel like I had something NFT related, but maybe it's lost my you know left my mind. Uh, how about Thanksgiving plans and? things you are doing do you watch football on thanksgiving uh yes i do um unfortunately the eagles will not be playing on thanksgiving it's okay yeah. we'll get the win versus uh the lions this weekend i uh yeah. i'm gonna be honest i'm really glad you didn't rub in the fact that eagles beat the shit out of the broncos so thanks hey. for not reminding i live me. in colorado too like yeah know, like, i know it's like that subconscious was... i can't just go around like I, although at the local coffee shop the dude, the dude was wearing a Broncos jersey right after, yeah. like the day after, and I was like, "That game was pretty good. Go Eagles!" And he's like, "Oh God, dude, fuck you!" And I was like, oh. "Dude, uh, man, the Broncos are frustrating to me because how do you how do you just like dominate the Cowboys and then basically just get dominated by the Eagles? No hate to the Eagles, but like that, those two things should not compute like that. Exactly. Eagles are building. No, I hear that. It, the, the Broncos are like, I I just don't think they're they bipolar, bro." They're bipolar. Yeah. And I like, again, Teddy Bridgewater sounds like a real nice dude. They need a freaking quarterback in the worst way. The receivers are good. Running backs are decent. Mm -hmm. O-line's good enough. That The quarterback room has been so freaking bad for so long. And Teddy's probably the best we've got. And that tells you a lot because he's kind of just average at best. Yeah. Um, they got to do something different. You sign Cortland Sutton. You sign Tim Patrick all this week. You locked up a shit ton of money on receivers. You better have a quarterback and throw in the ball. Are you surprised we haven't seen the, the um, NFL NFT stuff like get rolling yet? With, so uh, it's funny. You say that top hmm. shot actually did have a tweet. I believe today they're oh, calling, today. they're okay. calling it um, NF and Patrick Mahomes actually retweeted it, which I was like, okay, Go ahead and get the big dog out right away. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm sure he's getting paid, whatever. But still, like the fact that you could get Patrick Mahomes talking about it instantly is kind of massive. Yep. I think it's called NFL all day because it was like, oh, my God, Adrian Peterson's going to love it or hate it. That you're saying AD all day. I, I thought it was an average name, but sure. um, 
I'm I'm curious again, like you, I'm a I was a top shot maxi for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still believe in top shot, but they have disappointed me greatly um, for some time now. And I'm hoping that eventually it gets ironed out because mm-hmm. I think what the idea behind it is massive and could be just uh, game changing in so many ways, but you have to deliver. And I feel like they've just been. Stumbling. I mean, cause like, I think my Tyrese maxi uh, top shot moments are, I don't know. Maxi's looking a little good. I know I have, uh, I, I could say the same thing. I have the MGLE of Cole Anthony. I was a maxi dude. I was like completing shit and like, it was mm-hmm. getting expensive. Um, that's why I could only mint one ape to be truthful. And, uh, but Cole Anthony's kind of balling. I'm like, Oh yeah. And it's like a serial number. I think 11. I said, okay, this might be worth something. I, I thought he was, I always liked him in North Carolina. He's a good high yeah. school player. He's got it in the bloodlines. I was like, I like point guards. I'll roll with it, but it's, I don't know. I don't know what to think about Dapper. Um, if they fumble the bag, then they really messed up because you got NFL, you got NBA, you got UFC, like such an opportunity. La Liga, like, man, if you fumble with that much, uh, with partnerships, you've made a colossal mistake. Okay. Adidas with crypto.com and sandbox as well. Adidas. That's so a first off, I love Adidas basketball shoes. So do I. They're like, I think they're better than Nike's by like, I love Adidas shoes in general. Yeah. Yep. Um, if I can pay for shoes with crypto.com with crypto, I I, I think I love that. We're actually seeing adoption. Yeah. It's insane. I love it. Uh, I agree because that ETH that I'll spend well, I'll buy so many more shoes because I won't think about it as much. But like, oh, I can spend 0.5 ETH. No problem. What's the mint price? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the mint price? What's the gas transaction, please? Uh, when will it ship? You know, like we actually have to wait. That's that, I guess that's the gas price. How many days will it take to get to me? Yes. Uh, it won't yeah. actually be the it, well, I guess your mint price is uh, shipping and handling ten dollars. Oh, sick. Awesome. Gas rates today, baby. But um, I, I think it's so interesting. Like we're seeing regulation being all like oh no crypto you're bad and then all the corporations are going like crypto good yeah (laughs) we are latching on and i think that will have a massive implication on what government actually does because if you have all these exactly it's always about money so if you have all these massive corporations saying nah dog we're tied with crypto there is no way on this earth that the government, I mean, the government's dumb. They're not that dumb because that's where they're, mu- that's how they're getting paid, what they get paid. So, I, like, do you think like crypto.com would spend 700 million on the exactly, center if they thought like they were yeah. banned in like a year? Yeah, no way. No chance. No chance. Are they renaming like one of the most iconic freaking uh, stadiums in America? And um, even from the Lakers standpoint, oh, like, yeah. you think they would sign on with them if they no, thought? No, 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 no. No, they, they're not going to change their freaking name from Staples Center to Crypto.com Center or whatever the hell it's going to be. So it's definitely oh, exciting. Crypto.com uh, Arena, by the way. Is that what it is? Arena? All right, man. Hey, soon we won't even think about it twice because it's going to be everywhere. We're going to see how those crypto companies and NFT. What, what happens when an NFT brand owns a team? 
I mean, uh, com uh, is the official sponsor of the Sixers, my beloved Sixers. There you go. And they do NFTs with uh, they're like they're, they're, they're shipping them right now. Like they're, they're okay. doing stuff. That's nice. So again, I think when we come back here in a year, oof, that's a long time. A year is a long time. I think we're going to see a lot more adoption. I really do. It's still early, but you got to make sure that you're here and learning, growing, collaborating together. That's imperative. You can't just sit here and be here. You can't just be present. You actually have to have a presence here. Get your hands dirty. Dude, jump in, roll around in the mud for sure. Check out, again, if you haven't, um, Bitcoin is a scam. (laughs) Uh, YouTube, love you. Uh, Check out Roads to Rome. They have it on YouTube. You can check out the entire pilot episode. It is 38 minutes long, so grab some popcorn, maybe a drink. And uh, check them out on Twitter. Please do follow myself, Fabaka31, and Squirtle on Twitter as well. You can follow our talking heads and also, of course, send our good friend Bennett a follow. He is uh, He's with family, naturally, because it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. I'll be eating a lot of turkey. Uh, I think we're eating at like 1, aka way earlier than we typically do. So I think everyone's coming to my house at like 8 a.m. So that's that'll be fun. It'll hey, be good. Dessert for dinner. It's different because when I, you know, when I was growing up in my small, t- my small town, when I go to my grandparents' house in South Dakota, it was watch football all day, eat turkey, and go play football later. Uh, not, not my wife's side of the family. <laughs> Watching sports is not something they do, so it's a really odd transit. My brain, like, I grew up in, in the same way. Process watch sports, literally, like, and Sundays, like mm-hmm. Sundays in my house, it was go to church, come home, eat lunch, and watch football. Like, that's mm-hmm. not even a joke. We'd watch football all day. Yep. It, it's not what my wife grew up with. So it's just my brain has a hard time processing. Um, and I pick my battles and I, and I, you know, I jump in when I can to watch some football. And, I, and I'll still have it in the background. Um, but it's a different thing, man. That's, uh, yep. I guess that's marriage. You find, find uh, your differences and similarities. And I think that's important to make everything work. So I'm looking that. forward to the food. I'm looking forward to some pie and some football. And uh, we'll have to spin up a space. Well, we'll have one on Saturday. That's the Mm -hmm. next thing. Graveyard shift, as always, uh, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard. We go for a couple hours. We've had great conversation. Maybe we'll have the guys from Roads to Rome on. I'm sure we'll have a bunch of artists, collectors, collaborators, people that want to steal my profile picture, a.k.a. last night. Were you there when that happened? No, dude, I think that's when you bounced. Yeah, dude. Okay, very quick, and then we're going to wrap it up. Last night, right-click, right-click, save people. I don't have time for you. I'm going to be very frank. I have no time for you. Uh, you're not going to suck out my energy because you're just not understanding it. And you're the one like, to be quite frank, you're the idiot. Like, and I'm not going to like waste my breath trying to explain it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. But we're, we're in a space. Vibe is good. Great questions. Everybody's just firing on all cylinders last night. All of a sudden, like two people request to come out and I do like a triple take because they changed their profile picture and it's my ape. And uh, hmm. that was an instant kick. And boot, I didn't even let him get on the mic for a second. That was instant goodbye. Yep. Get out my space. Again, I don't have time for it. Uh, if you don't believe in it, that's your choice. And we all have, we all make choices. Some of us make bad ones. And I'm going to let you figure out which person's making the bad one. So mm-hmm. with that, uh, check out the podcast. Check us out on Spotify. Like us on Twitch. Like us on YouTube. Like us on in life and Twitter everywhere. You'll see us in the discords kind of all over the place. Obviously, the Deadhead fam, shout out. Uh, we love them. I'm looking forward to Skull Troopers next Tuesday. And uh, God, next week, there'll be a million more things to talk about. So I want to say thank you, Squirtle, for co-hosting. 
thank you ava for cleaning yourself in the background <laughs> appreciate you that's that's great for video and uh with that love it call it a night good night have a awesome thanksgiving everyone we love you here talk to you next wednesday this episode of talking heads was sponsored by deadheads nft the dead will rise <laughs>